Well, here we are. It is time, Simba. If you understand that reference, you might be about the age where we should be working together. It's possible. But it is now one of three times a year that I'm accepting clients for my freedom framework, overcoming food sensitivities and increasing energy without unnecessary restriction. My goal for my one-on-one clients is to take them through frameworks and explore tools for achieving 50, 80, 90% of their goals in just a few months and show them how to continue to heal on their own so they don't need me anymore. Honestly, I think we're doing great one-on-one work here, helping women that would otherwise be falling through the cracks, thinking that they're just aging, that they're just moms, that they just, and it may be true that they just have stress when really those stress hormones and their other core systems just really need some serious support and some serious love to serve them for years to come without symptoms. So if you'd like to clear inflammation, eczema, food sensitivities, or improve energy and brain clarity, I'd love to chat with you. You can book a call with me at kristabigler.com forward slash FSS, kristabigler.com forward slash FSS, and that link will be in the show notes. So you have a light bulb, which has five watts, and it will give you some light. But if you use five watt laser, which is a coherent form of light, it can burn through your table. So the true power of water is being unleashed when the water comes into coherent state. Stress is the inflammation that robs us of life, energy, and happiness. Our typical solutions for gut health and hormone balance have let a lot of us down. We're over-medicated and underserved. At The Less Stressed Life, we're a community of health-savvy women exploring solutions outside of our traditional Western medicine toolbox and training to raise the bar and change our stories. Each week, our hope is that you leave our sessions inspired to learn, grow, and share these stories to raise the bar in your life and home. today on The Less Stressed Life. I have such an interesting topic and maybe part of the next frontier of health and medicine. So today we're talking to two gentlemen, Dr. Eric Ladakar, which I'm not saying properly, but he is, a, <laughs> I believe, a veterinarian who's been working as a holistic veterinarian and researcher ever since he graduated in 1982. Being interested in ways to optimize health. I'm so curious about the story of how he got into structured water as working with animals, but his research led him to the exploration of water, its properties, and how the equality of water can be further elevated. For the last 14 years, he's examined the properties of water, conducting numerous experiments and studies to see how the structure of water affects its quality and how optimal structure of water can be achieved and maintained. His partner here, Mario Brojnovich, is an entrepreneur, researcher, and visionary in the field of health and wellness. For years, he ran a successful international advertising agency and production house. These are always fun duos to hear from, uh, where we've got a little bit of both of these things. He was really passionate about health and wellness and finding natural things for healing and regeneration and restoring that delicate balance between the body, mind, and spirit, which led him to establish a natural pharmaceutical company that has successfully helped many people for years. And after a while, he became very passionate about water. Realizing as its extraordinary significance, he established New Earth Technologies, a company that offers the miracle of analemma water to the world. Well, welcome, guys. This is fun. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for for having us. Thank you. Yeah. Well, I can't wait to hear about the origin story of how you two got together. And I know we have a ton to cover and to kind of preface this or to talk about maybe a little bit of a one-liner. Here's some things that I learned about structured water before showing up here, because we always want to know like, why should someone care? So first what happened was 
I got an analemma wand and, you know, it's, we kind of call it, a, I'm sure you hear this. People call it a magic wand, both me and my other, <laughs> uh, the other RD in my company, we got this magic wand and you swirl it in the water. And oddly the water looks slightly different and it tastes velvety and smooth. So here, we're going to pique the interest of what this looks like. And then some other things that I've learned about is we recognize these structures, right? Vapor, liquid, and ice. But between, I think it's liquid and ice, there is this structuring that the water wants to do on its own. So I'll let you guys kind of take away some of this science and analogy and see where I am because it's a difficult concept to understand. It's like, I can taste the difference. I can see the difference. People water their plants with structured water and they see them grow differently, but it's new for us to understand. And I think to lean into some, and I know you guys have done a lot of studies, but the first time a concept like this, this is what I think of when I think of structured water, and then I'll kind of give it to you guys, is I, I think about that Japanese researcher, right? His name was Masuro Emoto, Emoto right? From, yes. mm-hmm. Yeah, from the early 2000s, maybe late 90s, maybe it was longer. He died in 2014. But he did lots of research and has a book and whatnot where if you spoke to the water a certain way or if you played certain music it would change the way the snowflakes looked, right? Or how the structure of the water was. It either looked really disorganized and just like not a beautiful snowflake or very structured and symmetrical. So that is uh, what I think of. Also, when I think of structured water, just trying to make it more tangible for us. So now I'd love to get into how you two, I always have to hear how you met and how this little partnership became, right? And as a veterinarian, how Eric, how you really leaned into or became interested in, in water. If you will share a little bit of that and then how Mario came into your life, I'd love to hear it. Okay. Well, actually, my story started a long time ago, over 40 years ago, to be honestly. I always had a lot of interest in how things work, uh, how nature works, uh, how our body functions. And well, already when I was uh, a young age, I was uh, reading a lot of books about it, you know, and uh, went into dowsing, studied about homeopathy, even before I went to go to the university to study to be a vet. Actually, studying to be a vet was the biggest disappointment in my life. I wanted to be a vet since I was three, four years old. And the way we looked at a body, you know, we, everything what we do, we actually look from our perspective in what we see. But if you only believe in what you see, you only believe the part between, like, say, four and 700 nanometers, more or less. And there's a lot, a lot more. I've, I read an article somewhere that with all our feelings of what we hear, what we see, we're, we only know about 0.05% of what's over there. And well, my gut always told me I was brought up in the middle of nature and the nature taught me a completely different perspective than actually on university. So I decided this is not good enough. If I actually am a horse veterinarian, if uh, the only thing I can use is like antibiotics, corticosteroids, painkillers, and maybe some stomach ulcers, uh, I I was not satisfied with it. So during my study, I started to study acupuncture, and I got so enthusiastic about that, that actually I did about four to two different schools after that just to learn everything about homeopathy, uh, kinesiology, everything what is there to see, you know, learn more about what life is. And actually none of them is the 100% true. All of them are parts of the truth, but we still don't have a clue what the truth is. And so 
we build up a clinic over here. There are more than 20 people work, the animal doctors and also human doctors. Everybody who works over here is, and of course, a doctor, a veterinarian, acupuncturist, chiropractor, etc., etc. And we found our own specific way to measure the energy fields in the body. We do this with a lacquer antenna, and we explored that for many, many years and found a lot, a lot of frequencies in the body. And just because of curiosity and never be satisfied with what there is, uh, I kept on searching, searching, and realized that we never will know the truth probably, and but hopefully we come closer to the truth. And it's about 15 years ago, I met a colleague, Dolph Zantinger. Actually, uh, he's a, a computer specialist. Because of the worries we had about what's, well, where is this planet going to, especially on the 4 or 5G and uh, all that kind of stuff, with the water quality, quality of the soil, you know, the microbiome, and all of it is uh, connected together. We started a laboratory. We took over the whole laboratory of uh, famous Professor Fritz Pop with all the people who work over there and started doing research in biophotons. And for the first years on plants, and we found remarkable difference only if you choose different kind of types of water, if you vortex the water, et cetera, et cetera. So all of it, then we realized very quickly that if you want to change this planet, you need to change water because water is the most special key element in on this planet. We'll come back to that later probably. So for us, it was quite obvious that if we want to do something we need to go into water and then uh, we had a research for a very expensive research in how to make water the most in the most coherent state and especially to make it stable and that was actually the hardest part of it because the most waters which are sold who claim to be coherent structured whatever name you want to give to it it only works for a couple of minutes or maybe half a day or a day or maybe a day, especially when it's in the influence of uh, radiation, it falls apart in this chaotic structure. So now how we met Mario, actually, I think Mario's wife was looking at a lecture of my colleague Dolph Santinger, and it was in Serbia or not. No, it so. was in Bosnia, yeah. In Bosnia. <laughs> it was in Bosnia. And... Um, that is now three, four years three, ago? Three, four years. Yeah, four something years, like I that. Think. Yeah. And so he called us and said, well, I would like to work with you guys. Then we said, okay, we like you too. Come inside and let's work together. And since that time, we are like a modern partner. We're personal friends, very good friends. And well, he became our third person to help us uh, with the whole water. And he has a lot of knowledge and a lot of things that we don't have. So uh, we like to use that a lot. And I mean, he's one of the most trustworthy persons I know in my life. So that's our part of it. So uh, he will stay in our water project for the end of his life if he wants it, yes or no. <laughs> yes, I'm honored. I'm honored to be a part of this project for so many reasons. So to kind of jump in a little bit and just to share a small anecdote or maybe a, a knowledge that people don't have. People don't realize that 99% of our molecules are water. We're 70% water in mass, but 99 in molecules. We're basically very clever H2O. When you look at it from that perspective, it's clear off the bat that there is something extraordinarily important about water. And nobody actually paid attention to it. That's why I was so fascinated 
by Eric's and uh, Dolph's work because they've zeroed in. They actually, even though it's so obvious, nobody paid attention to it and they actually did. And they went into the research and they created something which is truly, truly special. This water truly is a blessing and we will touch upon it because it has such a remarkable influence on basically all biological systems. I would like to kind of refer to you mentioned Dr. Masaru Emoto, one of the pioneers in the whole science of water, and we definitely love his work. Actually, since just to explain, you mentioned why the water changes when you either say something to it or write something on it. Water is a broadband absorber, receiver, and transmitter of energy. So whatever you put out to it, it will store that particular information. Now everything gets amplified if the structure of water changes. Almost every single body of water on this planet exists in what we call the chaotic state. H2O molecules in water crash into each other constantly. All of this happens on an atomic level, so we're completely unaware of it. What Eric and Dolph found and created is the way to bring harmony back to that chaos. Mm -hmm. Colloquially speaking, H2O molecules join hands they start to work harmonically, and through that very unique process, water becomes alive. It becomes empowered, and it can do so much for our health and wellness. I'm going to use one something that Eric says a lot of times, which is extraordinary story, which can explain to people what coherent water is. So you have a light bulb, which has five watts, and it will give you some light. But if you use five-watt laser, which is a coherent form of light, it can burn through your table. So the true power of water is being unleashed when the water comes into coherent state. Hmm. When did someone first discover that water has this other state naturally, right? This structured. So we're using a couple things. We're using, I think, structured and coherent interchangeably today. And correct me if yeah. I'm wrong. We're using those words interchangeably. And this is already, nature already had this, right? Like this was already how nature wanted to be. Why is it, I want to hear about who kind of first discovered what this was. I don't, you know, you said Dr. Emoto was an early pioneer and his work was in the early 2000s. And the reason I'm asking this is because it's still a concept we're grasping, right? If you can't see things, it's hard to understand them. And so often, once you discover something, it takes 20 some years before we really start to talk about it more commonly. So when was it first realized, discovered that this state of water, whether coherent or structured, was happening? And I want to hear so many more things like why is it not structured automatically? Why do we even need to interfere? Maybe I can answer a little bit to that. First of all, the first person is probably the first person on this planet who knew. If you go to all people who are closer to nature, they knew exactly which water was good or not good for them. So there's no such thing who was the first one who discovered. Actually, still, we don't, this whole idea of coherence, structuring the water, it's a theoretical conception. And the one of the first person who made it bigger actually is, uh, well, there are many of them, a couple of them, but one is, I want to like to mention is Gerald Pollack. He wrote a beautiful book about the fourth phase of water, which is exclusion zone water, which has a different electrical potential than uh, bulk water. I don't want to dig too deep in, but he made water in that way bigger. You have Del Gudici, uh, you have a lot of Russian already did uh, for a long time research on water. 
And there's still a lot in the whole water community. We just, in a couple of months ago, we had a, a beautiful congress in Germany, four or five, it was four days, full days, with all kind of professors, specialists, all over the world were there talk about water. And to be honest, we still don't know exactly how water works. Water is a mystery. And I like to say, well, water is God's tool to create, if you know what I mean. It makes, it's a bio-quantum computer. Last year, I did a whole school on uh, on quantum physics with somebody who was had his promotion on water as the, and, and, and quantum fields. Actually, water is the bio-quantum computer. And we look at water from a complete different perspective because if we look at water from, as you learn from school, it has maybe toxins in it. We, you need it to hydrate, and that's it. But like Mario said, 99% of our body molecules is water. Why is that? Actually, the sea only contains 96% water. The rest are salts. So how is that possible that we 99% of our molecules is water and we don't take care of water? It must be the most important part. Just give you an idea. We have an atmosphere around this planet. And this atmosphere absorbs 70% of the incoming dangerous gamma rays, X-rays, etc. That's why we can live over here. Water is so intelligent that it doesn't absorb the visible light. Otherwise, it will be dark on this planet. So water is everything you can find on Wikipedia. Water is a broadband absorber for all electromagnetic fields. So if you would push the atmosphere in a liquid state, then it's only three centimeters of water. So... Only three centimeters of water is capable of doing that. Now, your body is 99% water, so we are a broadband absorber for all electromagnetic fields. If you bring that also into the discussion about 4 or 5G and stuff like that, you're going to change the whole discussion as far as I'm concerned. And so to go back to your question, there's not like one person who discovered it first because people saw the reactions on what water. Still, nobody understands actually what does coherence really mean? It's a quantum physics thing. And even what Emoto did, I must be very honest, Emoto was an artist, not a scientist. Mm. So he made beautiful pictures, but he also picked them out which one he liked, if you know what I mean. So uh, he is one of my heroes because he was one of the first with his beautiful pictures to give people more knowledge about water, that water is more than just H2O. There's a lot more to it. It's one of the most intelligent stuff we have in our body, in the atmosphere. In the whole cosmos, there is water. There are between uh, star constellations, between uh, planets, everywhere there is water. There's much more water outside, you know, in the whole cosmos than we have on this, far more than on this planet. Even on this planet, there's inside of this planet, there's a lot of water. What is it doing over there? There's three times as much, two, three times as much water on the inside of this planet than the outside. So water is a mystery. The only thing is because we see a lot of it, we think it's normal, but it's not. And many people just look at it from the perspective of toxins, fluoride, chloride, whatever you put into it, which is very important because a lot of it destroys also the okay, coherence of the water. Uh, but even if you take it out, the information of that these toxins are still inside of the water. And so that's why it's very important to make the water coherent or structure the water. There are many reasons for that to do it. And your question actually why it disappeared, we cannot give a, a straight answer. There are many reasons why. If you look at the whole story of Emoto, how things react on emotions, 
that could be part of it. You know, uh, global problems that we have mentally, whatever, could be one of the reasons. Radiation is a very important other reason. And one of the biggest dangers at this moment is that we put a whole ionosphere full with uh, satellites or beam frequencies through the, uh, the, the clouds uh, on this planet. Uh, toxification, of course, is a big issue. Another issue is that water by itself like to harmonize itself by, you know, make a left vortex, a right vortex, a left vortex, you know, this meandering of the water which you see in nature, it's almost not there anymore. We make straight channels. And if water, if there's something which water hates, is when it cannot flow. And when it cannot flow, that what I mean is it a natural flow. And it never will go straight, never, ever. And actually, one of the first, when I think about it, one of the first persons who did a lot of study on it and is one of my biggest heroes in that way is Victor Schauberger. Mm. He was a forester from Austria before the Second World War who studied a lot in the nature how water did a thing, how it changed with moon, with the tides and his vortexes. And he, there are many books written about him. And so he's one of my heroes. So probably he's the first one who came with that idea. He didn't call it structured. He didn't give it a name. And But just, well, you, you can call it energize the water. There are many names for it. So probably he was the first one. Sorry for the long answer too. That's okay. I'm going to recap a couple of things that I heard in there. And when I was looking into this, when I was I was seeing that Dr. Gerald Pollack, who you mentioned, he has some TED Talks and whatnot. He started kind of talking about this in the early 2000s, 2011. And you were describing how we don't understand water and about toxins. And we kind of under, this is the summary of our understanding of water. We understand filtering and toxins and the three states, liquid, vapor, and ice, but structured mm. or coherent is this kind of aligned, like I heard some different examples of rearranged Legos or that when they're rearranged to kind of line up that the water conducts electricity and energy a lot more efficiently in the body. And since all of our cells, like Mario said, are made of water, then this improves efficiencies of all things in the body. And I'd also heard some things about like farming where we're looking at this whole conversation, really backing up. This is all about what would be one little thing, one little thing that could make a big difference, which was really the catalyst for your entire life change, right, Eric, which was, mm -hmm. I've got to look at water. And so structuring, trying to understand structuring, you keep talking about vortexes. So in nature, part of the vortexes is how water structures itself is what we understand. Is that correct? Correct. There's only one issue with vortexing these days, because funny thing is everybody always asks this question, and it's a very valid question. So what happens with water? And I think the old way is how water kept itself alive doesn't work anymore because we destroyed too much of the nature. So let's say 10,000 years ago, uh, you had this, all these natural streams. So, you know, they have the left and right curves and it was constantly putting itself in a coherent state. So when you drink that water, fine, there's no, you know, beautiful. But these days, Actually, we didn't find any coherent water, almost no coherent water anymore on this planet. And we did a lot of research on very expensive mineral water has been sold, etc. It seems that especially due to like Wi-Fi, all these kind of radiation, water doesn't like it. And since it was not there, not even so long ago, 50 years ago, it was not there. So water, I think water, but we only can guess, was more capable from out itself, you know, to stabilize itself in a more coherent state. 
And so it wasn't that necessary to do that special trick that we do with the analemma to make it stable. And we did a lot of tests also with all devices who claim that they make the water coherent. And I'm not saying they're not working, but a lot of them, they lose their power because with this whole vortexing, most water devices, they use vortexing minerals and magnets. Mm. And all of them are valid. But these days, it doesn't make it stable anymore. And that's the biggest issue at this moment. So in all times, I think it was less necessary than it is now. We actually believe that, you know, Mother Earth is the hidden voice of this project because it was necessary to bring stable, coherent fields into water so that when people would drink it, they would have the benefit that water was intended to give to people. So in this way, with analemma, what happens? Just to kind of explain a little bit to people what analemma is, maybe to kind of go in that direction. So analemma is actually a crystal vial that's filled with what we call the mother water. The mother water is water in its highly dominant positive state. Let's call it that way. In this very particular, highly structured, highly stable state. And crystal in a vial serves as a superconductor. It transmits the frequency of the water that's inside. So any H2O molecule that comes into close proximity to the wand, like you said, magic wand, will actually start to form this very special liquid crystalline structure. And it will stay that way. That's what Eric mentioned. That's the beauty of it. That's the main difference between analemma and any other water structuring device. Because even after just one swirl, we actually tested it for five years consecutively. Even after five years, after just one treatment, the water stays all this time in this very particular, highly coherent and structured state after just one treatment. Just That's the main really difference. Really crazy. Right? Yeah, it, it really is crazy. Yeah. Actually, that was our, our biggest research, you know, our biggest pain, you know, to find that because the we did all our tests that we did first on plants. All of it was like four or five months old water, stayed like in a, in an office building with Wi Fi's and everything over there because otherwise, for us, it wouldn't have any value. We never started this whole project, like Mario said, we started this project to help this planet and not for the money. And neither Dolph, neither me, neither Mario is in it for that. And because our, we just wanted to find the best solution, what we can bring to this planet. Actually, our main goal is that we, somewhere in a couple of years, that all the water on this planet will be coherent again. And we don't have a business case anymore. Actually, that is our goal. And so we started off now with this small one because it's easy and accessible, but we're working on bigger devices. Actually, we want to do whole rivers at the end of the story so that all the water becomes in its true power because, you know, it's the spider in the web of health. It's the spider in a web of everything. There's no more important stuff on this planet than water. I mean, can you look at it? Water is the blood of this planet. And our whole thing is to install our equipment at the wells of the biggest rivers. Then the whole life down the line would change. That water will end up in oceans. Oceans would become coherent. Entire planet can enter this very special coherent state. This is what Eric mentioned. This is our end goal. Because when we do that, we definitely changed our planet for the better. Mm. So we're talking about this what's in the wand, right? This very specific water. But 
Eric was saying, when you were doing studies, you could not find coherent water in nature, which is interesting to hear because when I was doing research about this, this is how the state of water that water wants to be in, but it's insulted maybe by radiation, different frequencies, other things I'd heard, or maybe they were guesses was just treatment of water, pushing it through small tubes, like, you know, trying to push it through straight, straight tubes Mm. instead of this vortex or natural. So I'm, I am confused and intrigued that you did not find structured water, like in an unadulterated stream out in the middle of nowhere, you could not find structured water in nature. Yes, we could. But it doesn't stay stable. If we we test even test it, you know, like water from Greenland, uh, melting water from the South Pole. And uh, I mean, if you preserve it very well between uh, aluminium foil and stuff like that, then it still will keep its power. But as soon as you open it and you put a Wi-Fi next to it or something like that, it's gone. But in the past, it was not necessary because all these insulting issues were not there. I mean, if uh, in the Netherlands where I live, Roundup has definitely, you know, entered into 100, 150 meters deep in the soil. There's still DDT, which we can find from the, the 50s, 60s. So, you know, it becomes when it becomes too much, it becomes too much. And uh, at a certain point, you get a kind of point of, of no return. So that's why we needed to change that water, you know, make it, bring it in a natural state. Like I said, the main goal is to keep it over there. Mm-hmm. Tell me and, about the parameters for testing coherence. How do you know that it's incoherence? Like the water that you put in the vial, yeah. how do you how do you know that it's incoherence, and then how do you keep it that way? Well, uh, how do we keep it that way? It's because of the way we make it. So we don't need to do anything with it after the whole process of making it. And to be honest, we started off in the first with dowsing the devices, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, because it's very hard to measure energy. There's not like many tools were there at that moment to test it in that way. So that's how we found our ways. But then when we thought, okay, this is stable, this is what we want, then we went into hard science and we tested it on plants. We started with plants. It's quite simple because they cannot lie. And so we did a lot of double-blind, placebo-controlled research on tomatoes. You know, get 20 pots of tomatoes and mix them at random and just give them different water and measure how much biophotons which is a, a scientific way of measuring because what you do, you pick out a tomato, you put it in a dark room, and the computer is counting how much photons are admitted by the tomato. So that says something about, actually, about the mitochondrial activity of that plant. How stronger the mitochondrial activity of a plant in a cell, the stronger it emits light. And so the more light there is in and the longer it preserves its own light, it's not like you can have like very a flash of light and then it's dead. But how long it preserves the light, it says something about the health of a plant. I mean, there are many, many laboratories all over this planet who do research now on biophotons. So we started off with that and then we started doing uh, research in the infrared spectroscopy, UV, vis, etc. We had that moment five uh, scientists working constantly for us, you know, to do all the tests, and which was we had to find out a lot ourselves because there were there were, were not a lot of real scientific tests on it. And actually, what we do now, that's the most daring one, we test it in true life. What does it do in your body? Because many people talk about coherence. And a lot of people claim a lot of things, but they never test it. And what does it say if you have a beautiful uh, hexagonal structure in water? How do you know how beneficial it is? 
So the last couple of years, we can come back later to it, uh, that we did a lot of double-blind placebo-controlled studies in humans and animals to see what it does, because you can talk a lot about it, but that will be the proof of the pudding, if you know what I mean. So actually, that was our end goal, and we do that now. I don't know when you want to talk about it. We can talk about it later about the studies, but that's the most important thing. What does your body do with it? And since nobody knows it, nobody talks about it, we just want to know. So we spend a lot of time and a lot of money from the US, India, and Europe, did a lot of studies on aging, on a microbiome, and maybe to make it a little bit more clear how we think how it works. Like Mario said, water is a broadband absorber for all electromagnetic fields. Water is the bioquantum computer. So it's an information is there everywhere. You just need to pick it up. And water is great in it. If it has its right structure, it behaves like a beautiful tuned radio. You know, if you remember the old crystal radios, you know, you put a dial and, okay, you get a certain broadcast, you receive it, yes or no. When it's beautiful, tuned in to all the information, though, it receives all the information and we need all the information. It's nonsense to think that we only live from food. I mean, even about the energetics of food is a completely different discussion. Also, that has to do with a lot of water because water, of, of course, plants contain a lot of water and they make water coherent by themselves. So information is very important. The transmitter in between, the one who is gathering the information and gives it to your body, actually, that is water. Water is the organizer in it. And the third very, very important part of it is the microbiome which you probably know a lot about it. I mean, our human microbiome has more or less than 1,200 bacteria. You have about 1,000 species on your arm. You have 60 species in your bladder. You have about over 600 species in your lungs. I just read somewhere that there are 1,000 plus species in your brain. So even the mitochondria, which are the, the organs in every cell who produce ATP, which is your fuel and not glucose, actually has been proved that they are bacteria, And there is something special about water and bacteria. Good bacteria, we proved it 100% in our scientific research, we'll talk about later, that whole microbiome, the good bacteria, they love good water. They start growing when they are in the surrounding of uh, good, beautiful, harmonic, coherent water. Mm. So these three are very important together. One, we are 99% water. Second, love all, everything is information. And the third, we are a microbiome. So I always try to explain to my clients and my students, we are just a colony of bacteria in a pool of water run by the cosmos. <laughs> and that's 100% truth. And I mean, you have, some, you have proteins in between, you have minerals, which are very important, but it's actually the less, far less part of your body. And so we always look at that part in, in concentrating of vitamins, proteins, enzymes. All of it is very important, but the most important three is water, microbiome, and information. Well, I love what you did, said about the radio tuning in to receive information. I feel like the water is the tuning dial, right? To receive exactly. the information that kind of makes it a little bit more tangible in our brains. And so you're alluding to these studies about aging and, and the microbiome. And so let's talk about that. Talk about ways that you looked at this and you saw changes in the microbiome and how you saw that the, the good bacteria was preferring coherent water. What did that look like in this study? 
Well, I can tell you, first of all, like, just to make a step back, to tell one interesting study that we did, which clearly showed this radio tuning ability of water. So in early research, we measured the biophoton emissions of seeds when watered with regular water and with analemma water. It's interesting is that seed that were watered with regular water flatlined. There were no emissions. But when watered with analemma water, what happened that we saw this sinusoidal shape. So there were peaks and of biophoton emissions, and we didn't realize what was that. I mean, what's happening? What was happening there? And we realized there is a correlation, direct correlation with tides. Mm. So this clearly showed that drinking analemma water connects you to the natural rhythm of the planet because all of this happens on electromagnetic level. So this is really something like we mentioned radio. You turn your body into a radio and it can receive the optimum information and it can flow with it. So it's really... And it's a really interesting study. We even found that the plants with analemma water start reacting two hours before the sunrise. How is that possible? They didn't see any light. So it was not a visible light, but it was just this intelligence somewhere. They knew the sun is coming. And we saw a lot more reaction on the plants with analemma water than on normal water. What so kind this of water. And what and what is it? What does the biophoton emission mean compared to not having it? Like this is just more growing, essentially. Just to no. translate to the, 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 I just tried to explain a little bit about it because mitochondria; those are the one who produce the ATP. You know, they eat glucose. One glucose is changed into thirty-six ATP. Actually, uh, latest research showed that actually the mitochondria also sell. There are many properties about the mitochondria. By when they produce the ATP, they all also produce ROS. And that's actually, they produce the light. So the more light there is, the more active the mitochondria are. The more active the, the mitochondria are in your body, actually, the younger, the healthier you are. Almost all chronic diseases, aging, etc., has to do with the retarding of the dome. So the more by a photon emission, by spontaneous emission, uh, you just, like I said, you put it in a chamber and you just count every photon which comes out. The computer does that, you don't do anything. And like with the seedling, for example, we had a carousel, we built a carousel with 24 dark chambers and at random, we put 24 seeds, 12 with analemma water, 12 with normal tap water. Just put it in, close it, and it turned around like for a month and just every time, you know, Click the next one was measuring the how much biophoton come out, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. That's how we did our whole research. So the more biophotons, the healthier the subject is. Also accounts for humans and, uh, and uh, animals, of course. That's where the more where, biophotons, where... the the more mitochondrial energy. Is that what I'm yes. hearing? Yes. Because yes. to me, mitochondria are also the fountain of youth, and so that's what I want to hear: is more biophoton emissions equals more mitochondrial enter- energy Ex- equals. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. That's where it gets real interesting. The studies that we did with tomatoes clearly showed that our tomatoes, tomatoes grown with analemma water in comparison to the one uh, grown with regular water, exuded 60% more light. So it had 60% more vitality. And then we wanted to find out what's the correlation with humans. So we did double-blind placebo-controlled ATP study, where we measured the rise in ATP levels in humans. 
So we employ this uh, test with luciferase, which is an enzyme that catalyzes the light production in bioluminescent organisms. And due to its extraordinary sensitivity, you can measure the intercellular ATP levels. So we, we did the baseline test and we did a test after two months. And there was significant rise in ATP levels just when people drank this water. So it was really, really something interesting to observe just by drinking the water, not by changing exercise regime, nothing, the, the entire cellular energy of your body increased up to 20%, which was really, really interesting to observe. And then you mentioned, you know, we mentioned health and youth. Then we really kind of wanted to find a test that will definitively prove that there is something biologically remarkable happening when people drink this war, aside from ATP. Then we came up with Kinage. Why we loved glycanage test, it measures the biological age in contrast to chronological age. But what I love about it is that they use glycans. Glycans, they're a key element in modifying T-cell activity. So T-cell activity is number one defense of our organism against any pathogens. So it tells you the state of your immune system. But the other part of it, which I also love is that you measure the levels of inflammation inside your body. Everybody now knows that low-grade inflammation is the number one key to all the chronic diseases down the line. And when they take all count, they predict or establish your biological age. And with it, it's extraordinary indicator of your overall health and wellness. What we did, we did a baseline test where we determined the biological age of participants. And after three months, because we were told that it takes at minimum three months for the glycans to change. So we did the minimum, bare minimum of three months. And the results were really remarkable. There was between one and 12 years of biological age rejuvenation within almost every single individual in the study, which was really something extraordinary to observe. So something really special happens when people drink this water. Then we went to the next level where, you know, it's really interesting. We did the test on soil. So we took completely depleted, destroyed, basically infertile soil. And one chunk of it, we watered with regular water. And one chunk chunk we watered with analemma water. And what happened is there with the chunk that uh, was watered with analemma water, there was a huge explosion in biodiversity of the microbiome. So much so that the bacteria started to suck CO2 out of the atmosphere into the ground where it belongs. And inspired by that, we wanted to see what will happen when with human microbiome when people drink this water. And we did double-blind placebo-controlled microbiome study where we measured the dysbiosis index of the microbiome. Dysbiosis index describes the degree of deviation within the microbiome, taking into account all the bacterial phyla and species and their weighing factor. And we had absolute improvement of 38% in dysbiosis index. So again, we have immunity, we have inflammation, we have ATP, and we have microbiome, which really kind of concludes that when people drink this water, there is and, really and something we have the brain waves, no? Brain and waves, we have, yes. We, have we haven't even waves. touched upon that. Maybe yeah. you can you can edit well, about we did it. A, uh, some tests on uh, immediately after the people drink the water you see a change in the brain waves. They become more coherent. The left right brain they start working better together. Actually we still now cannot say too much about it because we did our test, the microbiome test and the brainwave test we just did last four months. And we're still, you know, uh, connecting all the dots in the research, but the brainwaves seem to react 
very fast under coherent water. And it makes it uh, already in the past, we saw that even on like on a twin, uh, one of the twins, we gave uh, normal water. We didn't sh- uh, see anything. Then we gave uh, the other twin coherent water. You see immediately that the brain waves become more coherent. Then we change them around. And then you see with the, the person who drinks an LMOT, you see immediately the change in the brain waves. Mm-hmm. So it's quite a puzzle how it's possible. I think we have an idea. Again, we go back to the microbiome because our gut loves that water, the gut bacteria. And of course, you know, the nervous vagus, which is one of the most beautiful nerves we have, the connection between your brain and your gut. And I think it's by the nervous vagus, they tell your brain, this is nice, calm down, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. It's one of the possibilities, because otherwise it would be strange how fast, you know, the, the brain, because it reacts immediately in, in 10, 20 seconds. Mm-hmm. After drinking that is very water. quick. I'm I'm really curious what it does actually, and maybe you don't you're not able to talk about it yet. But I just think about what Mario said at the very beginning, where your body is 99% water, and so much water has discord, or it's kind of just smashing up against each other like waves crashing, right? And then you make a coherent, which is difficult. I don't know if there's a universal universally accepted definition across the world yet, but you bring it into alignment, coherence, structure, whatever. I, I think alignment is maybe a word that makes sense where where the where it looks symmetrical and beautiful of the snowflakes, right? You bring that into the water and then it starts to communicate with all of the frequencies in your body that, that it's something we don't talk about a whole lot is all of the energy in the body. Can you talk any more about what happened, what you actually saw with the brainwaves, you said 20 seconds after consuming the water. And that was one of my questions when you're doing these studies and you're doing them with humans, are they drinking coherent structured water all day long? Just sometimes what you're saying with this 20 seconds later, you're seeing a change in the brainwaves. What are they doing before? And do they just look, because when I think about brainwaves, I think about the theta state, the Delta state, et cetera. And maybe you're talking about it a little bit differently. What actually, what are some of the things that you see changing? What you see changing, first of all, I'm not a specialist in that area on the whole EEG because that's a specialized thing. Like I said, for the uh, the two, three months uh, drinking water, we still don't have all the results together. So I cannot talk about that. We need to see. But what the results are from that, we'll know probably in a couple of weeks, uh, all the results from that. But before what we did, we studied the EEG of people. And like you said, we have the alpha, the beta, delta, and uh, especially most people is that the difference between the left and the right brain disappeared more, so it started working together. Mm. And the neuroplasticity, the, better neuroplasticity, yeah. and the activity from the brains that went down like more to the alpha state, it became more relaxed, less stress. That's what we saw. This is really helpful because the right and the left brain not talking is a really big deal for yeah. um, degenerative diseases, yeah. right? That's why we do cross body exactly. exercises. And we did, we did even uh, did some tests. What happened when people with their cell phone on their head? If you see that, then you're not going to call as much with your telephone on your head anymore. Mm-hmm. And then drink the water while they were calling, and even then we saw changes mm-hmm. in that. Which is really interesting because we realize that cell phone radiation actually has a negative influence on the state of our brainwaves. And as soon uh, as you take a sip of this water, there is an instant cooling effect on your brainwaves. There is an instant coherence happening within your brainwaves. Well, that brings me to this other conversation around EMF and coherent water's role in that. And we were talking a bit ago about 
Essentially, the toxic burden, I think I like to pay a lot of attention. I, I feel like this is my holy grail is the terrain of a human, right? Because the terrain or or essentially the soil of the human is, is how good is your microbiome going to be? Mm. How resistant, how resilient is your immune system going to be? So you're not picking up parasites out of the soil constantly and all of those details. And as I interview experts, it's really boiling down to two big things to me. It's our toxic burden of our, our body and our life, and then the stress chemistry. But you were talking about the toxic burden of, of soil in different words earlier. Mm-hmm. And EMF is kind of like this inner invisible toxin, right? And I've heard from people who are smarter than me about EMF, they will talk about, you know, EMF is a bigger issue for someone whose toxic burden is already high. And this kind of helps people in understand, well, does this person, are they crazy because they think this affects them? No, they have a higher toxic burden and they're more affected by just little shifts. So EMF is kind of a hot topic now as it will be for probably ever at this mm-hmm. point, right? We have we have this invisible toxic burden that we're exposed to. How does structured water and radiation frequencies or electromagnetic frequencies, how do these two play together? And you've already alluded a little bit to it, but this is kind of the question that we might be really interested in, right? This is, can, can structured water save us from EMF? Well, yes, it can, but there's no reason to continue with the EMFs because, I mean, everything in that way is the same. This whole planet is a life, a living thing. And personally, I always have issues where people say, well, okay, then I'm going to drink the water so I will be protected. Our whole microbiome comes from the soil. And I see it clearly, like when I started to be a vet 30 years ago, we didn't see any allergies, autoimmune diseases, chronic disease with horses, almost no. And now, you know, it's the biggest part of what we have, to, even cancers, you know, it's grown very fast. And uh, uh, the biggest reason for that is, of course, this overload on toxins, quality of food, and of course, also radiation. All of it does almost you know radiation for me it's i look at it as information as quantum information you feed your system with the wrong information and especially we felt that your gut bacteria go back to them again actually they are very there is a region in austria which should be published somewhere this month that they found that 5g actually destroys the good bacteria in water and makes the bad ones like the e coli grow so now go back to your body. We are water, completely water. So the, all the information actually is receiving in your body. Your microbiome system goes back. You know, you get elastic. So your health will be destroyed. And But even if we want to go back to something we said earlier, that even if you would take out the toxins, the information of the toxin is still there. Mm-hmm. So it's also very important to neutralize that information. Everything is information. Everything which is physical, there's no difference between a physical thing and an energetically thing. The only thing is is how dense it is. But at the end, everything has its own wavelength. So if you can take out arsene out of the water with fluoride, which is a good idea, a roundup, but still the information will stay in that water. So that's why it's so important that besides of taking our coherent again, then as we proved, Bacteria love that, and they give more better information through the nervous vagus to your brain. Your immune system, for the biggest part, has been in your gut. Almost everything has been done there. 
Almost all the brain diseases that we have now are chronic brain diseases. Parkinson has been proved almost 100%. And it's because of a bad, uh, because actually out of a roundup and stuff like that, my bad microbiome in your gut. So it's all working together. And these toxins, they are very important. But like you said, you know, you have to work on the terrain. What is the biggest part of your whole terrain? Water. Water. Well, I mean, that was, I hope I got that question right. I feel like, I feel like that's the topic of our whole conversation Mm. today. So it makes, it makes sense. It's like, if you're, we are, you know, we like to take things for granted that we don't really think are an issue or aren't causing harm to us. Right. We don't usually think about our air until it's covered in volcanic ash and you can't breathe. Right. And I don't think about water because I have amazing water sources. Technically, where I live, I like live on a a lovely well, like a good well. And the water is very good compared to other places. When you visit other places and you cannot supposedly drink the water, right? You don't think about it until it's not accessible to you. You made me think about something that we didn't even talk about. We talked about plant studies. We talked about human studies. But your history is in animals forever. Mm -hmm. And you brought up something that I've been having a conversation with other people lately, that the onset of allergies and immune issues in pets is a huge issue that did not exist in the past. And it's thought that that might have something to do with diet. But what have you done anything with animals? I assume that you have. That's probably where things started a little bit. Is that where some of this came from? I don't I don't know. What have you done with animals? Or have you done anything with animals and coherent water? Yes, yes. Of course, the, uh, many people from out of our practice, they start using it, and we didn't even advertise for that because I didn't know a little bit about the story, so they tried it. So we got a lot of personal feedback, and uh, we did some tests like in uh, pig stables. It's very hard to do a double-blind, placebo-controlled, randomized research in animals, especially because I mean, I've been doing a big research in about five or six cow stables, and you're going to measure everything over a year. And we have uh, today, we also have a a home device which you can build in, you know, like big pipes. And those people already, some of them, they already have very good experience because they built in uh, this device already a year ago. And you see the change in their cows. They become more happy, less inflammation, less use of antibiotics, et cetera, et cetera. Even a year ago, and we didn't even know that one of my students, she, she just bought one stick, you know, one wand, and... She hanging in a big reservoir for the whole pig stables, just for fun to see what happened. And they were so enthusiastic about it, what they saw, because the abortion went down, the immune system went up. They had far more happy, relaxed uh, pigs in the stable. It's always a little bit difficult. I'm a vegetarian, so, you know, to go into research like that. Uh, or on, on a personal level, because personally, I think we shouldn't eat that much meat. That much meat. But anyway... And they were so enthusiastic. Actually, there was a big article in the biggest magazine for farms in this country, and we didn't even know about that. So with pets and animals, it's very hard to do a double-blind placebo-controlled research. Actually, we're going to uh, the biological age, which will reverse if you drink the water. In that way, it's a lot easier because you know from the starting point and what the biological age is for a dog. And you can do that through a saliva because another issue is that we don't want to draw blood from animals, you know, because we cannot explain, well, you're just part of research. I'm very strict in that. I don't like that animals are used for scientific research, if you know what I mean. 
So, but now we find this saliva test actually, and we're going to uh, do this on a saliva test. It makes it a lot easier because you don't need a placebo for that. If you see that a certain age, the dog has a certain age, you let him drink the water, and then the biological age reverses. It says something. And mm-hmm. uh, some other tests we want to do, like on on mice uh, with uh, diabetes, etc. So uh, many studies are on the way. Mm-hmm. I hear it. So today we've tried to cover a little bit about what coherent or aligned or structured water, whatever name we want to give it is. So we we talked a little bit about that, even though it's been in nature and been around since the beginning of time, it seems to be harder to find. So we talked about kind of the origins of that. I really loved when we got talking about how we're a microbiome in a pool of water controlled by the cosmos, or I kind of use energy as a, as another term for that, right? And that water is this really conductor of information and energy in our body. We talked a lot about how by providing structured water to the body, it has changed the microbiota. Interestingly enough, in plants, we saw these biophoton emissions increase, which means that there was improved mitochondrial function, which anytime we can improve mitochondrial function, we're decreasing uh, biological age in spite of chronological age. Talked about improving plant growth and, and seeing changes in brainwaves in as short as 20 seconds and seeing the right and the left brain communicate better. So it seems like the possibilities are endless when we get to talking about water, right? Yeah, most definitely. We just barely scratched the surface of, totally. of the beauty of this water. We're really kind of going all out and, and finding new ways how we're going to test this water in to see its impact on biological systems. We're definitely next, our next big horizon as well is going to be more research into inflammation in humans. So there a lot of things are in the future for us, most definitely. Yeah. Tell me about, so I have this, my magic wand. I was really intrigued when you brought up the, that someone had just bought a wand and hung it in a trough of water where these, I think it was the pigs were getting watered, which who would have thought, but you do have some kind of whole house system. And I'm, I'm so curious. So we talked about the wand. It's like a crystal tube with the I'm just going to call it the best coherent water. That's not the word you used, Mario. So feel free to interrupt me. I'm just going to call no, it. No, no, we just call it the water. mother water, but you can use mother the water. best coherent water as well. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. So somehow it puts it into this coherent state. It tastes different. It's smooth. And I want to bring this up too, because as we, this isn't the first or the last time that, well, maybe it's the first time people are hearing of structured water. I posted about it yesterday on Instagram. People said, what is structured water? We're still learning, right? But so this will not be the last time I talk about structured water, but I have one more sort of caveat. And I think you brought it up earlier, Eric, before we get into kind of talking about how we, how we create structured water. And like you said, it seems that when you're using your structuring wand or device, however you're doing it, it's keeping it in structure, which is so bizarre with how in the world we're seeing an, a, apparently an emphasis in, in not structured water. But people talk about with structured water that sunlight, sound, infrared, like all types of light exposure and sound exposure, and that the water that is in plants is structured. Can you speak to that a little bit? Is that somewhat true? Or is there issues with that statement? Very interesting question. And um, again, I think we don't know everything about it, how it functions. Because personally, I don't think that structured water is a carrier of that information. That's why I like to look at it as a radio. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the broadcasting is not in the radio. 
if you look at your television, actually in your television, there's not the, the show where you're watching on it. The show is in the air, if you know what I mean. But mm-hmm. your television or your radio is capable of translating it in the information what you need. Mm. So in that sense, it's not like uh, there's a hard disk in water which carries that information. It is the radio. And you can change that uh, the, the way it, it gets the information. I'm going to tell you an interesting study that we did. And uh, it's not enough to make it the pure science, but the first ones look very promising. We added the information of psilocybin in mm. that water, which just is the a information. Mushroom. Yeah. Right. The, the information from psilocybin, which is right now being used as a psychedelic to treat things like PTSD and help with all kinds of all kinds of things. So I just wanted to give context in case yes. someone didn't know what psilocybin was. So tell me that again. You so used we tried to we we create a device where we can put the information of the psilocybin in that water. Actually, we can do it with all plants. Then we test it on the brain waves and see what happens if people take a couple of drops out of it. And we saw the changes in the brain waves, and they were exactly the same as they were taking like a microdose of this mushroom. So mm. for the brain, it was almost the same. The funny thing is like for one person, it didn't work at all, but she also didn't react on a normal psilocybin. Mm-hmm. That means that, that, yeah, so that means that there is information in it, but the discussion is, is it in the water or is that water in tune with the quantum fields of the mushroom? And nobody knows the answer, but I think personally that the second one, there is not the information is not in the water, but it's tuned in the field, in the quantum field of the mushroom. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you're familiar with the work of Rupert Sheldrake. No. And uh, well, he wrote a lot of book about the morphogenetic fields, that all species, everything, what there is, all plants, human beings, etc., they have their own morphogenetic fields. And he proved more or less that it's true. So... We as a human being are connected together. You are part, Krista, you're part of my morphogenetic field. Mario is also part of my morphogenetic field because we are human. Dogs have their own morphogenetic field. So maybe it makes it a little bit difficult how I explain it now, but I don't know another way to explain it. So you can change that water that it is in tune with a certain morphogenetic field of a plant, what you want. So the information is not in it, but you can change a little bit like the structure of it so it's in tune with that information you need special devices for that but normally it won't normally it will have this universal coherent state that it picks up the information the right information which is good for us and it Mm -hmm. seems that it pushes out the information that that we don't want that's why Mm -hmm. if you run the water through the analemma device the information of like the Roundup or whatever is there, it's gone. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. So tell us about, so we've got this analemma wand and it changes the water and potentially it can be used to create a very big, a very big amount of water all at once. But is it, how does this whole house system work? And tell me about, about that. And, and I know since your plan is to change the whole world of water, what's next for you guys? So uh, just so we can explain to people, so this uh, magic wand, like you call them, it's actually intended for smaller quantities of water. So if you have, uh, let's say, three deciliters, 
glass of, with three deciliters of water. You just swirl for 30 seconds. If you use bigger quantities, pitchers of water, you just have to kind of swirl for a minute or so. Mm-hmm. Um, what we wanted is to create something uh, which we call now, and it's created, we're going to launch it very soon, uh, early next year, is a, a whole house on the lemma which you put into piping system of your house. So any water that goes through our device, which is, of course, bigger than the magic wand. So any water that goes in, when it goes out, it's in a coherent state. So your entire house gets uh, coherent water. So you can shower with it, you can cook with it, and you can drink with it, uh, drink drink the water. So this is uh, the bigger system. We're working uh, on several other applications we are actually going to have a very soon uh, like a decanter for water like a beautiful pitcher that has double bottom which will have this crystal double bottom with the mother water inside so people won't have to swirl you just uh, pour the water inside we have some filtration systems as well so a lot of lot of applications are on the way and we're now going into very heavily into uh, agriculture research because we found extraordinary benefits on plants and we've seen many 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 results there we just want to definitively prove that something remarkable happens that the quality of produce increases dramatically when you water with NLM water. So we are developing agriculture applications as well. Because you are probably aware, like spinach 15 years ago had 80% more nutrients than spinach today. Mm-hmm. So that's really, really, really a big problem on the planet. And we are hoping, uh, we want to invest in the research so that all the farmers will see uh, the difference and the benefit and they will decide to implement because then this is number one thing. We need high quality food. If we just do that, people will become much, much healthier. So this is also one frontier that we definitely want to go. Maybe I can well, add something about the plants, if possible. Please, yeah. The, actually, our country uh, is the second biggest exporter of uh, agriculture products on this planet. And we're very good in, you know, letting the plants explode and they look very nice, but they're not so healthy, if you know what I mean. The way a plant looks doesn't say anything about the this inequality, the biophotons, the energy which is inside. It's very important, we did already some tests with it, if you feed the plants with analemma water, the plant will change, but you won't see it. Like we said, we see a lot more biophotons, but they also, they keep on producing for a longer time. Uh, there's a greenhouse in our country where we did all our tests. Actually, there was our greenhouse. We bought, bought that whole greenhouse just for testing years ago. And there's a organic farmer now still in that farm, and let's give you an example. Usually, uh, cucumber plants, they only last for 12 weeks. And then, you know, they start producing less cucumbers. You have to stop with it and destroy them, let new ones grow for your second row. Now, actually, they keep on producing for 24 weeks. So twice with as long. With water. Mm. With analemma water. Mm, twice as much production. You're going to get yes. light up the ears of the producers. Yes, but not twice as much at the same time. So not more cucumbers on the, on the plant at the same time, right. but it just stay a longer life, double. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like there's a lot of different areas and topics. I can't wait till you get further along in your agricultural research, because as you just said, changing 
the food and the quality of the food is a pretty big order, but that is another way that you change the planet aside from changing the water and it's all, it all goes together. So if this episode was interesting to you and you want to try, I mean, I find it very fascinating, even though I do not fully completely grasp every piece of it yet. I'm going to continue working on my grasp. I love the research that you did share. And I look forward to more of it. But if you want to try Analemma, they have the wand. And by the time this episode comes out, perhaps the whole water system. But this wand is really actually pretty economically priced, I think, to give this a try. And you can, there's a discount code. I always use less stress for the discount code. That'll be in the show notes as well. But if you want to try this out, it's pretty unique, interesting. And now I kind of, I always feel when you, when you have a, a jolt of education. Like now I'm going to be a little bit more voracious about using it on my family <laughs> at the same time. Right. So I'll be, I'll be looking for changes. I'm wondering if all of our hair is going to turn colored again, eventually guys, what do you think? <laughs> well, well, <laughs> it didn't help me a lot hey. until now for my hair color, but who knows? <laughs> <laughs> who knows? Mitochondria. Maybe there was other priorities in your body. Mitochondria yeah. had to go support. So we go to analemmawater.com. Is that right, guys? Is that the best way to find you guys? One easier way is actually not to spell the analemma is coherent-water.com. Just go to coherent-water.com. And if you want more information, you know, we're constantly doing studies, just jump on our newsletter. Uh, so you will get the information as soon as we can come up with the results. We're really doing a lot of research. So it will be really interesting where we go because we really found we just kind of barely scratched the surface of mm -hmm. uh, what this water can do. So we're really excited about all the research in front of us. Yeah. Well, thank you two so much for coming on today. Is there any last tidbits that you want to share? I think yeah. that we covered basically, uh, uh, yeah, all of the bases. Yeah. So thank you. Thank you so much for having us, Krista. And thank you for being the source of relevant information on the planet in this moment, because, you know, people really need it. Oh, well, thank you so much. And thank you so much. Water. Yeah. Coherentwater.com. And I'll add more in the show notes. Thank you guys. Sharing and reviewing this podcast is the best way to help us succeed with our mission to help integrate the best of East and West and empower you to raise the bar on your health story. Just go to reviewthispodcast.com forward slash less stressed life. That's reviewthispodcast.com forward slash less stressed life. And you'll be taken directly to a page where you can insert your review and hit post.